Hello and welcome to the Mindset Coach Podcast, the show where coaches and coaches-to-be tune in to learn how to integrate mindset coaching tools and neuroscience-based techniques into their practice and grow and scale a coaching business they love. I'm your host, Lara Young, founder of the Mindset Coach Academy, author of 52 Adventures to Change Your Life, award-winning business owner, coach and coach trainer. Tune into this podcast each Friday, free on all the podcasting apps, and click to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And remember, mindset is everything. How do you coach a client who is stuck? They've stalled. Maybe they're not doing the tasks that you've asked them to complete. Maybe there's some real don't know, lack of commitment that has happened with the client and they're not showing up in the same way. They're not invested at 100%. They're not playing at 100% when it comes to working with you. Maybe they've started to miss some appointments. Maybe they're just not there. They're not present when you are working with them. Now, there are a number of different reasons, of course, why people in the coaching process can become stuck. And I'm going to talk to you a bit about those today. And there are also things that can derail potentially a coaching relationship, such as if your client has a major life event, there's something that happens outside of their control that means that they have less time, less availability to engage in coaching, to complete the task, and maybe their attention has been diverted somewhat from their own personal growth and development by this external event. They also could have um, issues around they get stuck when they start to succeed. So maybe they are going really well in terms of making progress and making change and the unconscious mind says, hang on a minute, this is all happening too quickly or I don't really like where this this is going or hang on, you're taking a bit of a risk here. Or they may have a setback. You may have tasked them with something which they didn't complete and they felt that they hadn't done as well as they could have done. Maybe they have had a failure or a perceived failure in relation to doing the things that they need to do in order to achieve the goal. Maybe, for example, if you're coaching your client around weight loss, maybe they have binged one night and then that's derailed them. They've thought, well, there's no point, might as well give up. It's, I've written it off um, now. I'm not following my healthy meeting. I'm not committing to myself. I'm feeling f- feelings of shame perhaps around that. Uh, maybe they haven't been consistent. Maybe something happened. They had an illness and then they weren't able to be consistent consecutively for those days. Perhaps they weren't able to consistently follow a habit like posting on social media or going for a run or engaging in conversations with people that they needed to talk to. And so there's lots of different reasons why people can be derailed. So external events, they can also have, as I said, a fear of success and a fear of failure. Some beliefs may come up for them as well throughout the course of the coaching intervention, the coaching relationship. That's why we use techniques very powerfully like timeline therapy where we can remove the initial negative emotions of anger, sadness, fear, hurt and guilt, as well as those limiting decisions that we identify when we do our detailed personal history. 
And those limiting decisions, those limiting beliefs, doubts and fears can of course reappear at any time during the coaching relationships. New ones can pop up for your clients. And so it's a matter of having that relationship with your client where you can then go back in and remove those limiting beliefs, those doubts and those fears right throughout the coaching uh, relationship with your client so that you're always clearing and paving the way for them to succeed. Now, it's interesting because I think sometimes people will start out initially with a really strong desire to achieve a goal or an intention, and then that can wane a little bit unless we as the coach are consciously orienting our client towards the goal achievement towards what it is that they desire and reminding them of that outcome. And we can do that in a number of different ways, um, you know, in terms of making sure that they are focused on the ultimate outcome, on the purpose, on the vision, as well as being very present about the continued action that they need to take in order to achieve that goal and get the outcome that they desire. Now, one of the things that we can do as well is we can really understand deeply our client's behavioral preferences in relation to their goal. And in doing that, when we know the different behavioral preferences that they have, so for example, are they more introverted or extroverted? Are they more towards or away from what they desire? Are they more detail oriented or more global? Then of course we can start to really tailor our coaching interventions as well so that it keeps them really on track, motivated and invested in taking the action that they need to take in order to achieve the goal. Now, of course, we do measure our clients' behavioural preferences as part of the Mindset Dimensions Report, which, of course, is our mindset diagnostic tool that we've developed that measures all of the dimensions of mindset. So beliefs, it measures emotional frequency, it measures values, it measures behavioural preferences and more. And that really does give you as the coach, therapist, uh, hypnotherapist a very deep insight into your client's mindset before you start working with them so that you can know at the very outset if the work that you're doing with your client when you're working with your client you are engaging communicating with them in, in a way that they're going to be incredibly receptive to rather than resistant to and sometimes we overwhelm our clients quite unwittingly as coaches and we need to chunk down information. Chunking down is an NLP term which refers to taking a large process and breaking it into small chunks so that accomplishing the process is much less overwhelming for our client and it really helps our clients to make um, to determine what is the next step? What do they need to do next? Now, the other area where maybe your client can lose some focus is on the bigger picture, on the bigger vision. They can get so immersed in what they're doing day to day that they can forget about that overall purpose. And so what you also want to do is make sure that you're chunking up so that you are giving the outcome in the grander scheme of things so that you're looking at that wider purpose, the wider vision, and what values is it going to fulfill for your client once that goal is achieved. We really always need to make sure that the outcome is meaningful right throughout the coaching process and that our client defines that, that outcome as being worth going for. They really desire that they're going to achieve that outcome. 
The other skill, of course, we can use when we are helping our clients to get unstuck is by asking really great questions. And of course, the art of asking exceptional questions is at the heart of coaching. Now, coaches often will ask a question and then not really know what to do with the answer. And one of the things that I share and teach at the Mindset Coach Academy is a very powerful uh, questioning technique that enables you to listen in a whole new way. It enables you to listen between the gaps, you know, of what the client is saying as well as what the client's not saying and really helping you to adopt a completely different energy and a completely different mindset yourself as a coach when it comes to listening at a very conscious hyper in a very hyper conscious way uh, so that you are then able to delve deeply into what your client means in what they're saying and also means in what they're not saying now the thing with your clients as well is that asking those questions can really be powerful in unlocking those aha moments in unlocking motivation in unlocking drive and purpose but also in unlocking consistency and reliability in terms of them following through on tasks and doing what it is that they need to do in order to reach that outcome now we also need to be able as coaches to get to very clear specificity with our clients we use something called the meta model, which is a very powerful questioning technique. And what we really want to do is to make sure that we're not engaged in the in the in the practice of getting vague answers back from our clients. We really want to have our clients answer us very specifically. And then we're able to put very, very specific interventions and plans in place, help them to put uh, specific plans in place to actually take the action they need to take in order to uh, achieve the goal. Now, one of the things that's also very useful, now this is whether you are running one-to-one -one coaching or whether you're running group programs, is to really analyse and future pace where is it that your clients do start to get stuck. At what part in the coaching relationship? At what part in the coaching program? In the if even if you're running a course, for example, at what point do they typically, if they do get stuck or they do stall with their progress, at what point does this happen? And when you know this, then you can start to put in interventions so that this won't happen in the future. You can design, redesign your coaching interventions so that they actually, clients are actually completing them, they're fully invested and immersed, and they're doing the work. Now, there are several elements of this change work of the change work that you're going to do with your clients now there are some key things that they need to your client needs to have in place in order to keep that momentum going and the very first thing is desire now people who actually follow through with coaching follow through with completing projects and, and getting the results are people who have a really strong desire to do so so they really have to have this desirous relationship of the outcome. And as a coach, it's your responsibility as well to work with your client to really heighten their desire for the outcome. We use techniques like uh, submodalities work for doing this and our, and our detailed questioning that we do at the outset of the coaching relationship around the goal really helps us to create this compelling vision with our client for their future so that there is this strong desire. So if your client doesn't have a strong desire, they're gonna drop off on taking action. So what you want to do is really to reacquaint them with and reaffirm that desire, that vision. 
The next step is really about translating that desire into a compelling intention, which means that they don't just have the desire that they want something, that they desire an outcome, but they actually intend to do something to accomplish it. Now, this really makes the outcome, the desire, a possibility. So I don't just want it, but I intend to have it. I intend to have a successful business. I intend to uh, be a size 10. I intend to meet and marry the partner of my dreams. There's a real decisiveness around that. The next thing is want. Now, when desire is coupled with intention, a strong sense of wanting follows. Now, the outcome then is not just wishful thinking. The individual really wants to fulfill that intention. And again, we really want to orient our clients towards what it is that they want and not what they don't want. And so when you're working with your client, and there's a previous episode on this, you really want to make sure that they're articulating to you what it is that they do desire rather than what it is that they don't want to have happen in their life. Like, for example, not wanting to be single, not wanting to be in this job, not wanting to um be overweight, you really wanted them to talk to you about what it is that they do actually want. Now, another thing that's important is that people believe that they can do it. So they have a level of self-efficacy. They believe in their capability. Now, again, capability is something that we measure in the Mindset Dimensions report. You get a snapshot, an insight into how able, how capable your client believes themselves to be in relation to the achievement of their goal. And this is so, so powerful. If people don't believe that they can do something, the likelihood of them actually even trying to do that thing is pretty low. So whenever we're tasking our clients, whenever we're working with our clients, we want to make sure that they understand that they can it is a possibility that they can do this thing we really want to build up their confidence that they can take action and they can get the result and so when we design tasking for example we purposely design design it in a way that our client will succeed we set ourselves set our clients up for success now the next thing is that our that your clients need to allow themselves, they need to give themselves permission to take the action. They need to allow themselves to have permission to change. Now, the thing is that if they don't give themselves permission to succeed, then they're likely to start self-sabotaging behaviours, uh, engaging in more limiting beliefs around the goal. So you really want to do set your clients up to allow them, give themselves permission to do it and to celebrate the achievement of what they have done already. Now, it could be around allowing themselves to have the time and make the time to do the goal without guilt or shame around it, for example. And again, if your clients are feeling guilty about taking time for themselves, then you can very easily use timeline therapy to help them rid themselves of that, or you can use any of the powerful anchoring techniques that we share with you as well. Now, the next thing that your client needs is that they need to decide and choose. So once they've given themselves permission to succeed, then they need to make choices every step of the way that are going to promote progress and support that outcome. We talk about decision-making in a previous episode, and it is so important that every decision that your client makes is really 
based on moving them forward to achieving that goal and that outcome. That they have that as the test, you know, does doing this action or does thinking this thought or does not doing this action move me closer to or further away from the goal I desire? And so having that decision-making process, giving themselves permission and then taking making good choices is very powerful. And if a client's stuck, you may need to help them with making some of those choices for themselves. Now, the next one, of course, is putting things in motion. So it's not just good enough to decide that you want something, to desire it, Um, and give yourself permission to have it, you actually have to take action to do it. So you need to actually implement your choices and decisions. And then you've got to sustain the effort. So we need to be consistent. We need to actually create habits and we have habit creation strategies that we use with our clients to build the habit of consistency that we know that that hour a day, that morning routine, that habit of, you know, doing something at a certain point in the day will mean that they will have the compound effect of increasing that probability and likelihood that they're going to be achieving that goal. We want to install great habits with our clients. In fact, we had a really good habit creation session for the Mindset Coach Certification Program folks uh, last week. And it is just such a powerful technique that we use with our clients to really help them to keep that sustained effort going. Now, we also then need our clients to complete something as well. So when they keep putting in sustained action, we want a conclusion. So the idea is, of course, if someone has a very big goal, we want to put in mini milestones for them so that they have this loop of completion of success, of achievement, of feeling achievement on a regular basis, rather than just having this really big goal that we haven't broken down into smaller pieces so that they it takes them a while to actually attain that sense of achievement of like, I've done it now, you know, kind of instead of being like, oh my gosh, is this ever going to, am I ever going to get there? You actually set themselves up to have these milestone successes right along the way that you celebrate with your client. And that can really help them get unstuck if they're feeling like they're not achieving as much as perhaps they thought they they would or could or should uh, in that shorter period of time. Now, you really want to make sure that you think about, well, where are the sticking points with your client? So if your client's stuck, where at each one of these is your client stuck? So for example, you may ask them in the desire area, do you still desire this goal? Is this still something that you want to achieve? We can also then ask them, well, what is it that you intend to do in order to accomplish the results? You can then ask them, well, what do they want? What do they want as their plan to get that result, to marry that desire and intention up together? We can also then explore the can aspect. So do you believe you can you can do it, that you can carry out the plan, that you can take the action you need to take, even if that means making some adjustments along the way? We then can ask them around the allowing part, can't we? And we can say, well, are there any concerns or hesitations or conflicts that might sway you or that have been swaying you from the plan? Do you really give yourself permission as well when we think about allowing? You know, do you give yourself permission to achieve the result? We can then ask them to reaffirm their decision to move forward, okay? 
what additional decisions do you need to make in order to keep going, in order to move forward and take the action you need to take? Then what we want to say is, you know, do you now decide to move forward? What additional decisions do you have to take or will you make in order to guarantee your success? And then we want to explore the motion concept. So what actions are you going to take? Where, when, how, how long and how often are you going to take those actions? Really get to specificity with your client at this point to kind of reinvigorate that level of motivation and desire that will compel them to fulfill their intention of achieving that goal. Then we want to talk about how they're going to sustain it, how they're going to sustain the momentum and how are they going to keep going with the effort that it takes to achieve their results. Uh, And we may talk to them about the resources that they need. Perhaps they need support from other people. Um, Perhaps they need um, to access more support at home, more time, more energy, whatever it is, more support from you as a coach. Maybe they want a little bit more accountability from you as well. So how are they going to sustain it and what habits do they need to create or maintain in order to keep going with that goal? So you can do some habits work there with them. And then we really want to understand how they'll know when they're complete. So how will you know precisely when you've accomplished the result? Now, with our goal setting process, we do have a very clear vision of this. We have a very clear vision of the last step our client needs to take in order to know that they have actually achieved their goal. And when we use visualizations, and we can also use hypnotherapy, of course, to really reinforce this, you know, stepping into and embracing, woohoo, I've done it. You know, I have achieved my goal. I'm here. I am absolutely here. It has happened for me. We can, we can. In- that in our guided visualizations and our hypnotherapy scripts so that it's just constantly reinforcing at the unconscious level that our client that it's possible for our client and that it is an attainable goal and that actually all these amazing things are going to happen in terms of what they're going to see hear feel be saying to themselves when they've achieved that goal we really bring it to life for them so that it moves from you know, just a few words written down on a piece of paper to actually being this full sensory experience that brings the realisation of that goal into life. So there are a number of things that you can do to help your clients if they are feeling stuck, if they are stalling, if they're plateauing at any point in that coaching relationship. And what is key for you as the coach is to have the awareness of both when your client is stuck and also the techniques that you can use to help them to move forward so that they can easily and effortlessly achieve the goal that they desire. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you, so thank you for your support. Now back to the show. So in this week's 52 Adventures to Change Your Life, we are going to say yes for a week. I'd like you to say yes to invitations, experiences and opportunities for a whole week. It's both challenging and exciting. And it's interesting to explore where will saying yes take you? What will you do that you've not experienced before? Now, it's interesting. So um, we have 
the girls and I watched a film called Yesterday and um, Yesterday is predicated on the fact that two parents need to say yes to everything their children want to do for a whole day. So in our house we have Yes Days, days where I need to say yes and also days, these are my favourite ones, where they need to say yes as well. So how will you spend your Yes Day? Will you engage your family with it? Or will you do it yourself and say yes to anything that comes your way? I'd really love to hear how you get on. Um, You can, of course, buy 52 Adventures to Change Your Life on Amazon. Uh, It's got all the adventures in there along with all of the journal prompts. And it just asks you to think about, well, what are the things that you said yes to that you really enjoyed? Uh, What did you learn by saying yes? What What do you need to stop, start and continue doing in terms of, yeah, saying yes more often to things in to other people to invitations to opportunities to thoughts that you have um really interesting to be journaling on that and you know making the most of those opportunities to yeah perhaps do something that you ordinarily wouldn't do uh and enjoy yourself i mean we hear so many stories don't we about people who haven't really felt like going somewhere And they've ended up saying, oh, yeah, okay, well, I'll go. And then they meet their future partner or they have a great job opportunity as a result of it. Something will happen. Um, I hear those stories all the time. I don't know about you, but I certainly do. Okay, well, that's it for this week. I really look forward to um, joining you again next week. And just a quick reminder that the Mindset Coach Certification Program for May is enrolling now. We start on the week of commencing 16th of May. Got a couple of spots left. There are two cohorts available. So please do get in touch, mindsetcoachacademy.com or lara at mindsetcoachacademy.com if you'd like to join us. I really look forward to chatting with you. I look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye for now. Loved the Mindset Coach podcast? Subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app and remember to leave a review.